Hi, welcome to AC1 Goalies on Top podcast um, series one. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Collin. Alongside me is my partner, Andy Perry. Uh, and we're joined today by Andy Wilson and Curtis Hall from AC1 Goalkeeping. This is our very first uh, series, as I said. So welcome, guys. Hope you're well. Yeah, very well. Morning. Hi, guys. Um, How are we all doing? Um, Beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. Great start. Sun is out. The sky is blue. Um, Happy days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's right. beautiful. It's, apart from the COVID, it's uh, like being on holiday. Say, what a day to be in lockdown! <laughs> I know it's been a uh, been very strange, very strange few months. I know, I know. So, just to get get a ball rolling, just uh, Andy and, and Curtis, do you want to introduce yourselves? Just give us a little brief background on on your football or coaching careers, and then we can kick off from there. Yeah, I'll start then. So, I'm Andy Wilson. Yeah. Um, I've been playing football since probably four or five years old. Um, at 16, I was looking to be involved with Grant from Town and played for a youth system, what got me involved with Nottingham Forest as well for their academy. But I suffered a pretty bad knee injury at 19, what stopped me playing and then led to more complications. So I stopped playing football altogether at 21, um, but always kept in touch with coaching, um, with goalkeeping and other sorts of just outfield stuff and that. And I got involved with AC1 uh, October last year. Um and yeah, it's all gone gone well since then. Really, it's, it's opened up a new world to it. Great stuff, great stuff. Curtis, what about you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm Curtis. Um, like similar to Andy, I've I've been playing since I was a little lad, four or five, and then when I was eleven, I uh, joined the Knox County uh, Academy system, and uh, yeah, stayed there until I was eighteen. So I got a scholarship there. I was. Yeah, uh, two under eighteens, and that's where I met you, obviously, Adam, and uh, yeah. and uh, decided to get involved with AC One, and it's just gone from there, really. And I've been playing non-league in uh, Step Five in the non-league pyramid uh, ever since, really, for the last three years. Cool. So, Curtis, this is something I was going to ask you because you've you've taken a similar route to what I took. Um, obviously, you're at Notts County. I was at Newcastle when I was when I was younger, and then we got released, and you've you've moved into semi-pro football. Uh, like I did with Workington. How, how have you found that uh, sort of step in, in semi-pro? Have you found it beneficial? Are you enjoying it? Um, how's it going, basically? Yeah, it's, it's been so different, like, from your academy football, you know, playing out from the back. Yeah. You know, it is, like, it's always the same, really, oh, yeah. wherever you go. Um, but, yeah, it's been massively beneficial for me. I've I've stepped up my game, no end, no end of amount. So, I'm happy with where where I've gone in the last couple of years and, yeah, I think it can only go up, really, hopefully. Anyway, fingers crossed. So, you're just talking about that's, the, that's uh, the academy as well, Adam, now. You touched on there with Curtis. So, what do you think, obviously, yeah. Adam, yeah, well, how many years ago did you start in the academy, roughly? Don't want to give your age away, obviously. <laughs> so, you, you were up in Newcastle when you were, what, what sort of age at the academy? Oh, oh I, was, I was there when I was, uh, I started, well, 14, 15, and then obviously went full-time under 17. So, um, yeah, yeah good, good few years ago now, yeah. almost 20 years ago. And obviously, Curtis, if you don't want me asking Curtis, don't want me asking your age. So, so I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still 20 at the moment, so still young, yeah, time left. So, so really, you, you've more or less really encompassed, as we'd probably say, the new academy style of working out there, what we were led yeah, to you believe. Can say that. So, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. obviously, Adam. You know, being involved obviously as a professional footballer sees uh, academies working. So, you know, 
question to Adam, really. What's Curtis seen, what's Curtis seen different now compared to what you would have seen in academies as a goalkeeper? Oh, well, as a goalkeeper, not a lot, really. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's very, very similar. You know, the, the coaching, um, even even back then, you know, it was all about trying to trying to build from the back possibly a lot possibly more more um, passing and footwork yeah. and distribution in, in Curtis's era than there was in mine um, but again I, I don't think not a lot really and and, and just staying on this point of, of going into semi-pro and, and I, I'm, I'm big on it um, you know I always say, tell the goalkeepers I work with in any academy whichever club I'm at is if you can get out on loan or if it doesn't quite work out for you Go into non-league, get games under your belt, and um, and push on from there. And that's again, like that's what that's why I was asking you, Curtis. Really, if you found it beneficial, because we we had a chat, didn't we? When I remember at Notts County, when you were getting released, that we had a little ten-minute chat at the training ground. Remember it at Baseford? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were wondering what to do, whether you're to stay in football or yeah. And, and this, that's when we basically said, you know, about you going into non uh, non-league and then and, and coming to work for AC One, and. Uh, yeah, again, that's why I was asking really, just to see if it was, if you found it beneficial and it worked out well. Because obviously, you uni now as well, aren't you? So Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm doing a, a three-year degree yeah, at Nottingham Trent. So that, and, you know, I get yeah. to play for the football side, which is a very good one. I mean, we came, we got, we reached the semi-finals of the, the National Cup last year. So, you know, it's a very good competitive standard that I'm playing in that as well. So it's... It yeah. just helps that even bit more, a little bit more training, you know, S and C work. It's it's really good. Wow. Yeah, yeah, great. So, what are you doing at university? Uh, it's a sports coaching and science degree. What? Uh, well, hmm. well, it's actually I've I've done a, a foundation degree first. Yes. Yeah. I was I was at college obviously when I was doing my scholarship with Knotts, and um, well, it was a bit of a bit of a mess around to be honest, and I didn't really do well in it. <laughs> That's the trait of a um, trait yeah. trait of a good goalkeeper. Sounds like that to me. I, did, well, uh, I was just just focusing on my football, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, I did. I don't know. Um, well, this year I finished my foundation degree, and um, then next year I'll just do an extra year to top it up to that degree. So yeah, look forward to it. That's unbelievable. I think that's a, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Andy, I think I think that's a great example for like. Especially for like the AC One goalies we coach, you know, um, who who have aspirations of playing and, and and obviously earning money at the game, whether it's if it's ten pound a week or ten pound a game, hundred pound a week, whatever, up to a thousand pounds a week, whatever. Mm. It's 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 a great route that you know that you're taking there, Perry. It's a good example because you're you're at uni, you're coaching with AC One goalkeeping, building your experience up and earning money out of that, and also playing semi-pro uh, and, and earning money out of the game that way and, and potentially forging your career that way. So I think it's a, it's a great example and a different yeah. sort of route than what, what people maybe think is the right way. Everybody thinks, oh, you have to be in the academy, you have to go, you know, be a pro by 20 or you're going to fail and not make it. And I think yeah. that's a, just a good example overall to, yeah. to all the young goalkeepers, really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at what's happening at the moment with Leeds United, they seem to be flooding I don't know if you've seen any of the generalised posts and that. I see Leeds United have set up now a um, a learning academy style at uh, Eastwood Town. So you can be part of Leeds United's yeah. uh, uh, ongoing football Yeah, once you get to 16 and uh, have an education yeah. and obviously still be playing probably like Curtis. I don't know what league, I've not actually looked at what the league 
leagues uh, that they're playing in, but you, no doubt it'll be a decent uh, standard. So it, it keeps that going for the players and also keeps them in the shot window. I mean, it's, uh, I suppose, you know, what, 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 what age is too late? I mean, who knows? Uh, I mean, I think it, I think there's only Ian Wright that I could, uh, everybody uses still the example of, of uh, getting on for 20, over 20 years ago that, you know, he came into, where did he come from? Non-league into, into our, uh, Crystal Palace, mm. wasn't it? It was at Palace, uh, uh, originally, but he was in his early twenties before. before I think like, if you're, go on, Andy, sorry. A bit like Jamie Vardy now, isn't it? He's done. He's done, done all the all the hard work, and now he's finally reaping rewards of the hard graft in the lower leagues and yeah. Premier League. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that, Andy. I mean, if you're if you're a striker banging in goals in, in non-league, whatever, not just national league. I'm talking national league north and below. Uh, if you're a goalkeeper, young goalkeeper. That, that's six foot five or, or whatever, or is really good with their feet and you know keeping clean sheets. People are going to people are going to take notice of that and and come and watch you and potentially give you your chance. And if if you're doing the business at any level, people will take notice. And then again, it's it's, it's up to you probably if you if you get that opportunity to take it. Do you think it's harder as a goalkeeper? You know, you've got scouts watching you in the non-league setup, and then. You come for a cross early and miss it. The scouts can remember that. Whereas if a centre forward misses a chance, they're going to come and give another chance. Whereas a goalkeeper's one mistake away from possibly losing that chance to play at a better level because that's the judgment you're going to get of them. Uh, tough one, isn't it? It's, it's, it's some people say it's the nature of the position, isn't it? You know, yeah. if you make a mistake, labels you as a bad goalkeeper, don't straight away. Pretty much so. It's uh, the tough one. But I think if if you've got. Um, if you've got a scout coming to watch you, I think you know. Hopefully, it's, it, it just we won't watch just one game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It, yeah. it, a good scout should potentially watch you over a period of time, two, three, four weeks, maybe, um, yeah. and, and sort of build a full report. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you know, you, if you if you warranted that that scout to come watch you, then you should uh, should receive a bit more time. Yeah, yeah. on the. Uh... On that side of things, Andy, on the um, the FA um, on the FA website, uh, when you do your badges and stuff like that, there's actually other courses that's on there. There's something called Talent ID, and you can actually yeah, start doing yeah, it, yeah. Well, if you do do your first one, it's quite eye opening, and that is something for yeah scouting. And when and this is obviously more out. Well, I say more outfield. It, you know, it, it doesn't. It, it's for any player, but it's quite surprising what that first. Uh, first visit of a, a scout would be looking for and yeah. a ball going through your legs potentially is not it's it just it, it goes over the head because it, it's not really down on his yeah. board it's like other other aspects of the uh, uh, what they're doing you know depending on the age as well you know are, are, are they are they commanding you know are they at a certain age where yeah. they are being a bit more yeah. vocal what is their development at that age uh, you know it might be footwork it might be at the moment looking at footworks so I know when I spoke to Adam in, uh, in the past about footwork and academies and um you know, a lot of kids go into academies and the amount of times are probably, not probably, I know from a bit of experience as well, said, well, we play with the feet now. You look like Man City do. And you're seeing, they just seem to be centralising on one team in the whole of the Premier League and one goalkeeper. And that's it. Yeah. Where, to me, when you look at Liverpool losing the, losing the European Cup because of the goalkeeper, Technically, would the would the manager prefer a goalkeeper that's got a sweet left foot that can drop it on a, a Stevie Gerrard pass, or can he does he want a goalkeeper that can catch? 
do the basics yeah. at any level. And I'm sure that has got to be still high on the priority for any any goalkeeper. Irrelevant of, I'm not saying irrelevant footwork, they've still got to be capable of a, a, a back pass or changing a game with a, a bit of initiative, like yeah. Pickford can, you know, very, very quick thought. Smash straight up the field, but it's not a punt, is it? It's a it's an educated. I'm getting it up the up the line from sixty yards, and the the attacks on. So I think what you know, what I'm saying there is on the on the scouting side on that uh, talent ID, which is only number one on there. There's obviously others as it develops more. Yeah, um, I think uh, any keepers out there, young lad, I think just fo- just focus on the whole game in general. You know, everybody's going to have a rick in the game. They're all learning. It's a learning curve, yeah. and it's how yeah. they develop from the mistake will make them the player, in my view. And I think that's life in general. So we yeah. bounce back yeah. from that. Yeah. You know, coming out for that cross goes through the fingers. Have you got it in your locker on the next cross? You come out nice and solid, and you get on, and that's it. I think Tiger t- Tiger mm. Woods misses a putt from a couple of foot. I read his book. Misses a cup a foot a putt from a couple of foot, and he thinks about it from walking off the green to the next tee box and he's done with it. He's yeah. buried it. He's binned yeah. it. Yeah. He's got on. But easier said than done. You know, you know we're talking about a top-level yeah. athlete here. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, Sampras in the day and Boris Beckers in the day, all top athletes. And, uh, you know, they've got yeah. something in them that a mistake happens. And what do they do? They cope with it. So I think the the mental the mental well being and the understanding of players in academies is as important as just uh, being taught the technical abilities. And I think that's where more and more in academies it's going as well. Would you still? Yeah, do? yeah. So if you're in a match, Adam, and you're and you, Curtis, as well, because I've playing with the leagues you're playing. If you're if you spot as a young keeper making his debut for Stanley, would you target him on cross? Would that be part of your team talk? Like. Get the ball, get the ball in the box early. Get the big centre forward to knock him early. And just see if he comes back from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, hundred percent. So, you know, I've I've been in in in, uh, in dressing rooms where the managers nailing our striker or centre half at half time because he's going. You should be fucking putting him in the back of the net every time that cross comes in <laughs> yeah. or corner comes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, or we'll do. I was massive on uh, when we were when we were not scouting with Kev Nolan. He was massive on set pieces, and he'd he'd always have the opposition goalkeeper on uh, and showing them highlights of showing us highlights. Sorry of uh, his weaknesses, whether it was kicking, whether it was crosses, whether it was um, diving one way, whatever it was, you know. And we'd go through it, and we'd try and target that in the game. Um, so yeah, massively, you know, and that's that's the cutthroat nature of it. If if some if a team has a weakness, whether it's the left back, the goalkeeper, and half, you're going to yeah. target them and, and and bury them basically, you know, and uh, and it's tough. It's, shit, all, really, it's yeah. almost like the forgotten <laughs> yeah. art, isn't it? It's like the crazy gang at Wimbledon were brilliant at it, and Pep Guardiola is brilliant, brilliant at the tactical yeah. foul. If they lose the ball just inside their own box, they'll take a booking for oh, the team. They know exactly yeah. that they they've got men committed forward. Yeah. And yeah. what, what part of your coaching development yeah. then, when you go through your levels one, two, to your A for Bs and stuff, mm. when does that sort of bit come into it? Is that just experience as a coach? Well, me personally, I think it's age group. It's not what levels, because you've got plenty of UEFA licensed yeah. coaches at taking grassroots as much as taking academies as well. Yeah. So so in junior foundation level, you know, I'm, you know, I've, 
I've just finished my level two outfield, as Adam's done his as well on the outfield. And the uh, our FA mentor said to said to everybody in the room, "Do you know if you are a performance coach or a development coach?" And that was the first question, and probably something that all of us in the room and never really tried to look at as a as a person yeah. because we all watch match of the day. We've all been a we've all been a player mm. or semi pro or for the dog and duck on a Sunday. So we've all got this in us. We're all dads. We all we all know how to play football, etc. But we've gone into coaching for a reason potentially. And they're just trying to find out what was that reason. Are you a performance coach or a development coach? And that yeah. could actually change how you are. But also it's when you cross the line to being 16 and above. Obviously, performance coaching will become yeah. more prevalent with Curtis, uh, Adam, and you, Andy, for next season than yeah. my under twelves next season. You know, I'm not saying going out to yeah. win games isn't top of a top of the list, but technically, it's not. It's having a development mentality with a winning mentality that comes with it. Because the better they develop, the uh, the confidence is up. And winning games will just be part of their psyche as they go from, you know, let's be honest, six and seven year old just wants to run with the ball, don't they? More than yeah. 10 and yeah, 11, yeah. 12 start to but, develop the art of, well, I need to let go of the ball now and again. So, you know what I mean? There's different developments all the time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, performance coach, development coach, professional games about money. So, you've got to. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. I think, I think your point, though, Andy, was. Um, a sort of about professional foul, if mm. you like, or making a clever foul. I see it like, you know, obviously there's under 23s now and and a lot of like League Two clubs take players from under 23 football and, and bring them into senior football. And and they still make a lot of naive yeah. mistakes uh, or they don't rate, make the, the sort of correct decision, if you like, at times. Um, so again, I think, I think it's like going back to our original point about Going into non-league football, you, you you quick going into non-league football at twenty or eighteen or whenever you go into it, you you, you quickly get the yeah. speed because if you don't, you're out the door or you've got some senior pro, ex-pro yeah. nailing you basically. So you, yeah. you know you you learn very very quickly there. If Curtis doesn't come for a cross uh, and it leads to a goal or or, or mischance, I'm pretty sure his his centre halves are going to be turning around to him and, and nailing him. Where maybe like in in a like I don't know under 16 or even under 23 football, you maybe don't get that quite as much. And, uh, or, you know, and say making, making those, somebody's breaking on you and you're clipping the heels, etc. That, that sort of comes into it when you get more experience in, in proper football. And, and I don't class 23s football as proper football, as we said before, it's all tippy-tappy and nicey-nicey football. And I know it's good to, to learn, great basics to learn and everything, but when you get into the real world, it changes, yeah. uh, and and uh, you, you can see that happening when when players come on loan from twenty threes to football to to league two, um, and uh, yeah, you have to, it's a it's a learning curve, and it, one you have to take on board really really quickly. Yeah. Or you go I've, under. I've, um, I'm a go. I'm yeah. lucky look, enough to go and watch Lincoln City a lot. Uh, my boy's got a season ticket holder, and from what the, the cowlers are very yeah. streetwise of their appointments, they're bringing players like Boswick, Shackle, Reed, who are very lower league experience, yeah. new heads, put their elbows and stuff in the right right way. Big, yeah, but now players, since they've yeah, gone, yeah. Appleton's the complete opposite. He's bringing so many players from academies, yeah. and it's clear he wants to play in academy football. Because whether you're at Manchester United or Scunthorpe, your academies are taught to play football exactly the same way. So he's bringing in lads who've been playing at the yeah. 23 levels for for West Ham, uh, like Conor Coventry, and they've just they've just apart from the old naive mistake, they've just settled in brilliantly, and they just they just want to play away. Yeah. It's almost 
rather than go back to Lincoln City Academy and say, we're going to teach you and progress for you, we're going to go and find as many academy players as we can on loan and they become the experienced players yep. to the academy. And it's, it's just to see that it's, it's really interesting to see the different sorts of management. And the Cowlers had, had the best well, success is, ever at Lincoln. Yeah. And now Appleton's playing better football than the Cowlers ever did. Yeah, well, this is. I was having a conversation with AP on the phone the other day, on Skype even, and uh, we were talking about coaching and stuff. And you can go on all, all these coaching courses and, and get all your badges and everything, but at the end of the day, you've got to be your own own manager, own coach. You know, you can take bits from different different areas and different coaches, and but at the end of the day, you've got to be your own coach, in my opinion. And and, and Michael Apperton's philosophy on football is yeah, totally different yeah. to the Cowleys. And there's probably talking with Steve Evans. And it, it, there's more than one way it's going to cut and all that. But it's you, you've got to just believe in what you're teaching, first and foremost. Now, Cowley's thinking, I think they're quite direct. They want to play off the front, you know, get balls in the final third, get them in the box, create chances. That's brilliant. It works well for them. Excellent. You're, you know, Michael Atman's totally different. And and, and, and coaches, I've just worked with Stephen Presley for a season, well, almost a season until he got sacked. And he was adamant that it was play out from the back, out to full backs. I didn't kick one ball out of my hands all season until he got yeah. sacked. You know, uh, and um, high press, that the team had to be the fittest in the league. When we give the ball away, we're going to press every, everywhere over the pitch. Now, Chris Beach came in and, and changed that. I wasn't allowed to play out to my centre-half. So I had to play, kick it as high as possible, as long as possible. So, there's, you know, it, you going as a manager or a, or a first-team coach or a coach or whatever, you, you, you've got to, you know, be your own coach and and, um, and 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 coach your own philosophy, really. And I think that's I think that's massive. Is really. that something you want to get into in the future, Adam? Would so, you like to go to management, or are you just happy with the goalkeeper coaching side of it? Yeah, I, I, I'd love to go into management. Uh, I'd love to be a goalkeeper coach at a, 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 a professional team as well. So either either goes. Well, I still like to be manager at a non-league club. I really do like non-league football. So uh, my mate Danny Granger's gone in at Workington and. For his first year, there were ten points to clear at the top when the league obviously finished this season. So it's he's had, he's had a bit of a stinker, really. But um, they'll bounce back and, and go again next year. But yeah, it's something along them lines. That I would quite love to do that. Quite yeah. a lot of the, yeah, um, the older pros are doing that in non-league now. Curtis Woodhouse at Gainsborough, isn't he? And going going into that low yeah. league, starting off at the bottom. What I think is probably the best way of doing it. Yeah, we've just lost AP for some reason, but I don't know why he's, he's gone. Phone call. Maybe he's gone somewhere. Probably, probably, probably yeah, my yeah, wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. How do you find it? How do you find it? Yeah, yeah. So, of a league you're playing, is it a mix of like the youngsters and the older, the older, like the older non-league, older pro, older pros playing there? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, for the last for the last two and a half years, I've been I've been the the youngest player in in the team I've been at uh, South yeah. Normanton. And uh, yeah, it's be, yeah, it's basically um, there's been a, a couple of us young lads, um, you know, like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, maybe. But but yeah, everything that Adam Adam saying was was how it is really. Like the the step up from academy football and the the difference in you know getting bollocks <laughs> and not getting bollocks by like your centre halves or your gaffer or whatever. Yeah, like the, honestly, the amount of times I've I've had a had a right go at is is yeah. is ridiculous compared to absolutely but nothing. I've heard you both you and Adam talk about uh, players bollocking you, um, and Adam spoke about Stephen Presley yeah. um, Presley at um, when he was uh, playing out from the back. Um, 
you've not spoken about the fans as well because oh, oh, <laughs> let's be honest let's be honest having a looking for a player or a load of snarling pissed up pucker pie eating <laughs> 50 year olds <laughs> across the St George on the forehead hey, <laughs> it's a different animal isn't it why, why well, did you mention the pies there, Andy? I, I have no idea. I'm just, uh, I think that's what we need to sponsor for the podcast. I think we're the perfect sponsor for the podcast. Goodbye. I went up to Scunthorpe, a way to watch you that time. And uh, you got me those, with those corporate tickets, yeah. which I really thanked you for. I was stood with the Carlisle fans by the goal, basically. <laughs> I thought I'd got I thought I'd got a prawn sandwich coming and that, but uh, yeah, oh. Adam got the ball, yeah, but played it from the back, and the fans were going absolutely mental. This one side of me, he was yeah. slavering down his shirt. Honestly, his eyes were red. He's slavering down his shirt. <laughs> he's got the top off the pucker pie. He shouts. He slaps the pucker pie on his face. Bites some of it. Carries on. He's got meat all around his face. He starts carrying on. This is all about playing from the back, and you're one nil up. You're winning 1-0. And I'm thinking, yeah. flipping it, this is absolute crazy. I'm thinking, I want Ellis to play up front because he'd be further away from the fans most of the times. <laughs> I think he played it in goal because you're getting all the abuse. But, oh, yeah, it was absolute mental. So, yeah, I understand the, the manager having a go, the players having a go, but the uh, the fans. It's well, any time I play against, any time I play against yeah. a big crowd, my mum won't turn up. She can't no. do it. Oh. Honestly, she um she says oh, oh yeah. slap him I'll slap him I will. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, she, she's, you know Miles was coming yeah. down uh, to uh, do some uh, fitness training. Is it? Yeah 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 he was coming down. Yeah, yeah. Well he um he was, I forgot who was he playing for at the time. Um he left Chesterfield and went up to uh, oh somewhere in Yorkshire. Man I think I'm sure Mansfield had played him in the FA Cup once. He was playing for. Sure, oh, lane, sure lane, right, yeah. yeah. Sure anyway, he, he got loaned out. He got injured. He was injured, so he, he was sat around. So he ended up having a few games at Shirebrook. I thought, I'll send him around the corner. Well, I'm not kidding you. I am not. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Andy, have lost you, mate? <laughs> that's, well, that, that's the <laughs> phone call that's just come in, so it does cut you off. I just had a call coming. So. Oh. Anyway, oh yeah. So oh. anyway, he, he, yeah. We'll pause a second. Right, you can restart. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like at Shirebrook, and um, the the language. I mean, you're talking what? There's forty people in an echoing little area, and the language uh, is untrue. Yeah. And I've got yeah. Took Ellis down to see see him play, and this side and the other, and it got twenty minutes into it. And I'm thinking. I don't think we could stop here anymore because, I mean, this was two years ago, so it was only like eight. He's just thinking, you can't be listening to this. And, uh, yeah. and, and they were playing Stavely. So it was a bit of a a, um, a grudge, yeah, a bit of a, a derby. So there was a bit of a grudge stuff going on the pitch. But it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was brutal. It was honestly, it was brutal. And I'm thinking, I don't see the point. I didn't see the point of actually turning up on a Saturday and actually trying to play some football at that level. And it might be a one-off because it was a bit of a, a derby game. Yeah. It looked like it, it, you know, it was kicking off all over the pitch and the referee was like doing his best to keep it all calm. But you just think, surely that isn't the way to entice lads still to play or girls, you know, to still be playing football 
at those ages, at that that level, you know. It's called, it, it, you know, no, it's no. just one from just bog standard Sunday pub football. It was, it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, it, it's a t- it's tough, you know. And, and going back to back to my sort of professional level, you know, I, I've I've had it, and as you probably all know, on social media, but especially on especially when I was at Notts County, I, I got a lot a lot of stick there, you know. And um, you know, you get you can when the warming up and the 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 team. Was getting announced yeah. over this PA and in goal today, and number one Adam Collin and the home fans are Which doing it's, mean, it's, uh, oh, no. it's a it's a you know it's, it's that's the part of the game finally it's kicked it and, and that's the that's the thing the fans and I actually had a well I was having a good season we were getting the playoffs then so I was having a good season so it's, <laughs> that's the thing if people don't like you especially in this in in like in professional football people make opinions yeah. of you very very quickly um, and yeah. Obviously, a goalkeeper as well. You're close to the fans, like we just said before. You're an easy, easy target. Um, and, yeah, people they can target you very, very quickly. Even at Carlisle now, before I left at the end, the, the, the fans, had sort of, well, some of the fans had, had turned on me quite a bit from, from where well, they were last year. You know, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's an easy target. We, we signed we signed a lad, Byron Webster, who's six foot six, uh, experienced centre-half. He didn't have the best first half of the season this season, but... Again, they, they just went for him, targeted him, and uh, yeah, it was, it, he's got he got to have broad shoulders at the time and, and be able, a bit thick skinned, and um, especially like you yeah. said at the professional level, even semi pro, yeah. even at that level, Andy. And it's it's worse probably, like you're saying, when there's only fifty or hundred oh. people there, you yeah, can hear every single yeah. shout. And, yeah. and if you're standing, it, yeah. it, but, but it's, it's education it's, again. Uh, so yeah. I mean, we're doing a full circle, aren't we? On on football and well-being yeah. you, you've got the mental health issues we've got racism yeah. that's uh, at times just keeps uh you know coming to a fore and uh, yeah it's that it's that education side of things on understanding that yeah have you know the old adage of well they've they've paid the money so they've got a right you just think well got a, got a right just to yeah, swear yeah. the heads i know we, there's frustrating you know, you know i've done it myself at you know at hillsborough but you know that's another story, isn't it? You know what I mean? No wonder you lose your rag at Hillsborough at times. But but when you yeah. look back, at, yeah, I mean, David Beckham, do you remember? Kick Simeone in the World Cup. Beckham, yeah, oh my know. God. No. Man U came to Hillsborough, whatever year that was. France 98, yeah, so following year. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. Yeah. That the abuse to him and his wife, what they were singing to him. Unbelievable, unbelievable, and yeah. uh, but because you can get away with it, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because you're in pack, pack, pack mentality. Oh, yeah. Say what you want. Can you arrest one, or have you got to arrest yeah. two thousand? That's doing it. Oh, they can't arrest two thousand. Yeah, Social yeah. media is the same. It's faceless. Uh, people abuse you. But I think on the other side of social media, if you go on social media. You've got to have broad shoulders and be big enough to take a bit of crap as well. You know, you've got to understand oh, yeah. that a person on the other side of what they're saying yeah. may not be as educated as yourself. So you've got, to go, unfortunately, you've got to give them a bit of a leeway, haven't you? And just say, fair enough. You think you think I'm a bit oh, of a yeah, twat, yeah. But, you know, you don't really know me, but you can have your say, and I'll I'll block you, and I'll talk to those that want to talk to me. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm just you know, touching on mental health and this and the other. That's a big part of football big part of football yeah, but it yeah. needs to be out in general as well into the fans the fans understanding whatever yeah. whatever they're doing back to their own players you know has a detrimental effect to them as well yeah so, um, I think that needs yeah. really needs to change so 
a question I was going to ask uh, you, Andy. Uh, well, I was going to ask Curtis, but uh, Andy, because you, you're obviously relatively new to yeah. AC One goalkeeping. What, what's your what's your thoughts on on the AC One goalkeeping setup, and what what have you sort of seen since you since you joined? You said like, in um, October. I think that I wish I was 20 years younger and have that opportunity to have that coaching. Just to some type of the lesson we did when it was pouring down with rain and we went indoors, and it was just about the goalkeeper mm. positioning from when it was various attacks. And yeah. I just sat there, and it was just brilliant to see kids at 10, 11 years old thinking about that side of the game as well as just for, for moving your hands and, and your legs and feet going and stuff like that. I think it's 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 really, yeah. really good with the different groups. And I think bearing in mind as X amount of goalkeepers, they all work hard. Um, they all take the opportunity. And you can just yeah. tell the parents are there to push their kids as well and want the kids to enjoy it by the amount of parents you watch. Like we, we, with a level yeah, I coach my son's team, a lot of the time I drop the kids at training, go and do the shopping and come back an hour and a half later. Whereas a lot of parents are there to video their kids. Mm. And they, I think they, the parents realise the opportunity they've got for their children is, is incredible. So to work alongside mm. a professional footballer and then obviously Curtis at the level he's at and then two qualified coaches, you don't get that opportunity in the sub-academies. Never mind a, mm. a, a, just a goalkeeping setup. It's brilliant. Yeah, and facility-wise, yeah, no, everything—it's—it's it's there, and the sessions are well planned. Um, and nine times out of ten, the, the kids, the boys want to listen, and boys and girls want to listen and learn. It's great. Yeah, nine, t- nine yeah. times out of ten, they do. Yeah, yeah. There's the odd, odd, odd night, isn't it, where we go away frustrated <laughs> yeah, yeah. and pull their hair out? But then, but then, <laughs> if, been, if the boys or girls have been at school all day, and then they go away and have a tea and come back out and they see the friends or whatever, you can kind of get it. Um, and luckily enough, the, the good with yeah, yeah. the Wednesday night groups and stuff like that and Thursday nights is if there is one, as I use an AP term, a session wrecker, they only, <laughs> it's only one. They don't actually seem, they seem to just distance them and push them away and don't get involved in it. Yeah. It was, was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I'm like great. That, yeah. I, only, I, I say session wrecker in, the, in a nice way for obvious reasons. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's, uh, it, it just makes it difficult at times because of the actual knock-on effect that it has to the rest of the group when you've got, uh, unfortunately, one not, not quite on it at the time. But, uh, but on the other, I mean, when you're talking about the, all the video and the parents yeah. do, I've noticed a video in got more and more since you've joined Andy. Yeah. Do you think that is because Thank of the, yeah. the, the status has been a bit of a, uh, a Lincoln, a Lincolnshire pin mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Or was bored, it... bored, at, bored at overweight and good looks. Yeah, yeah that's Absolutely. it. And, that, and, the, and the adage of having six fingers as well on uh, each hand <laughs> is uh, it's probably a bit of a novelty, isn't it? How, how, do, how do you get a wig? How does Chris get a wig? Glue pro with you then? So obviously you have to have a specialised glove or something like that, is it? No, I just, I, I, just, I just take my two middle fingers <laughs> together. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, what? Oh, is there the two you keep pointing at me all the time? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, thought, I thought it was. I wonder what all that was about. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, to be, to be, yeah. to be fair, Andy, to be fair, you, you joined, like you said, you joined in October and we stopped in March and I've never known anybody get as cold as you. <laughs> well, it's a, and you've joined all, in the worst time, you? <laughs> all the way through the British winter. Every night, <laughs> Ooh, it's cold. I, I, it's, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I just don't like the cold. And I, I, I think what it is is because, because of it, I've got this, I've got a rare, I've got a rare condition, lymphedema. I wear like support bandage on my legs all the time. So my legs are always warm, but I can't get my hands as warm and my arms as warm as my yeah. legs. So, so my one half my body's warm and yeah. it's cold. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. But, but you, isn't your lymphedema because uh, circulation then? So obviously you've got a circulation problem there. So do you think you're feeling the cold? 
because your circulation's no, no. not good or anything like that, or no, 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 my, no. I don't think it's nothing yeah. to do with that. I think it's just, I think it's just, just me being a bit of a wimp. To be honest. Well, <laughs> the, uh, I agree. The last, the last few days, I've had to sit inside. It's too hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it, too hot. <laughs> I know, but you got, you got to take your onesie off, though, if it's too hot, mate, as well. So. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What about you, Curtis, yeah. then? Obviously, you know, you, you've, you know, as you're saying, you're 20 years old and you're doing something with the coaching side of things, and you, obviously yeah. you're going to look at things differently. So how how do you see the the younger lads that you're coaching compared to possibly through our eyes a little bit, a bit older you know, got a few more miles on the clock, etc. You know, do you enjoy it in the manner of being a coach, or are you looking at things differently as a football, a footballer? No, I think I think when I'm when I'm in that coach coaching mode, I really, yeah. you know, I'm focusing on the coaching, and you know, I just think it. You know, I just echoing what Andy was saying, really, in terms yeah. of how good of opportunity it is, and. And um, and yeah, cause, you know, went from eleven to seventeen, I had, you know, when I was in the academy, mm. I had pretty much a different goalkeeper coach yeah. every six weeks or whatever it was, and uh, and half the time they weren't even turning up. So you know, I was doing outfield sessions, and I spent six years hardly getting anything to do with goalkeeping. Mm. So it, it's yeah, it's 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 so good to have that to be so accessible. Was that to not so many young, young keepers? It's just so too who, much of an opportunity. Who was the manager yeah, when was, you first yeah. went then? So we, who was we the had... actual manager. Oh, yeah. God, I can't even tell you. <laughs> I thought nine, what, nine years ago. <laughs> nine years ago, there'll be some uh, pies out there that'll uh, tell us, no doubt. So, uh, but, but let's be honest. Let's be honest, though, in Notts County, if it was nine years ago, that'll probably be 24 managers ago. So uh, one thing about yeah, uh, every every five months, know, oh, managers, God, yeah. so, uh, but but so so it but is there something <laughs> out of that then, Curtis? Maybe then uh, some advice, I suppose, to everybody out there. If your your son or daughter gets chosen for academy as a parent, certain questions need to be asked, I suppose, as well. So if they're chosen for academy as a goalkeeper, asking more about who is the coach, what what are they qualified to. What is their experience? And I'm not just talking about playing experience because I've never been a goalkeeper. But as Adam probably points out, you know, there's you know there's good coaches out there that potentially haven't been in those positions because they can offer something different as well. But I'm just saying the whole package. It's not about oh, guess what? I'm I'm walking around with the uh, you know the forest tracksuit on. I'm I'm walking around with that because because what. Yeah. You've only got a goalkeeper coach turning up once every two weeks and stuff like that. So I suppose there's a bit of a lesson there, isn't as well as advice for, you know, 20 years old, you can offer advice, you know what I mean? Because you've been there and done it. So, um, so those sort of questions are quite relevant for your, you know, development of your own child. So if you're going to do that, it's not, you know, you know, we all as parents want, you know, trying to chase a dream for the, for our own child at times, aren't we a little bit? So, um, but it's got to be under the yeah. right circumstances and having the, the pet, you know, a pair of balls say, well, actually, no, it's not right for my child at the moment. It's probably could be a bigger well, statement moving forward for the I career think... than actually saying, yeah, let's get in there and they get lost, lost into nothing. I think, I think, I think as well, what, what like AC1 goalkeeping does is it sort of bridges the gap from, from grassroots to, to like professional, well, to like professional academies. Whereas when, when I was, 
when I got scouted when I was 11, I just went from absolute grassroots in Penrith, which is a small town, into Blackburn yeah. Rovers Academy, where they, 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 like a year after they won the Premier League. So it was like yeah. a whole new world. I'd never seen any goal, like, goalkeeper coaching like we were getting at Blackburn before. Whereas these these guys, any any of these um, goalkeepers we coach, they're, they're like like we said, <clears throat> they're receiving sort of a, well academy professional standard coaching. So when if, if they did get scouted, um, for instance, like like Big H, he goes into Mansfield Academy, and the stuff he's now doing with Sam in Mansfield is probably exactly the same, although tweaked maybe a little bit than than what we're doing with him at, yeah. at an AC one night. So I think that that sort of stuff helps helps massively, and it's like the development of outfield yeah. players. You know, it's that if if an outfield player from a grassroots team goes into the development group, it's a small step up, and then again, a bigger step up if they get into the elite group. So I, I think that's another thing to look at. You know, it does it does help bridge the gap, and it gives it gives the, these grassroots goalkeepers a, a real taste of what it's like to yeah to train. Pr- Professionally, yeah. going, going back yeah. on what you just said about the, the qualifications and experience now obviously I'm really close to Connor who comes to AC1 He's, I coach him on a, on a Monday night and a, yeah. a um, Sunday for his football team when I was talking to his dad about it he was yeah. Connor was having coaching from a UEFA qualified coach but when you stand there on a Wednesday yeah. night and you hear you Adam say I had the same issue last week against Forest Green I came for a cross and you think that's just completely different you're talking about an experience in front of yeah. X amount of thousand people playing professional football. To I've got I've got my UEFA B license. I know exactly where your head position needs to be. No rubbish. If you've got someone to tell you out, they came through three centre halves and they got a centre forward playing against Notts County or Forest Green in a professional game. You're going to listen a lot more than someone who's just got a yeah. few few uh, um, badges. And that video, I know I'm not going to mention the names. It's not right, but that video we shared about coach doing the bouncing the hoops and all that. That's just comical. And he's a UEFA coach supposedly. Yeah. And, and, and what, yeah, yeah. why would you? Why would you want? Like Andy said, you'd want to surely know that your coach is Adam. He's played at football since he was a, a t- professional football since he was fifteen years old. Mm. Played at um, Carlisle, Notts County, Rotherham, won the playoffs. All this, or do you want yeah. Steve, who's got you A for B? Well, it's a no-brainer for me as a parent and as a coach well, and a footballer. It, yeah, well, it's about experiences, though, isn't it? Like, like I said before, if you can build up your experience as a coach, and that's something that. Like Kurtz is doing now, and and and, and AP, it, it, uh, you know, in his in his goalkeeping side of uh, coaching, it's all about building that experience up. And if you haven't played or you have played, you just need that experience to to fall back on yeah. at times, as well as yeah. all the learning that you can do from badges and stuff like that. You, you do need that experience, and, and that experience helps you deliver um, deliver yeah. the sessions. For instance, we've got Jake Jake Den Smith, who's who's a goalkeeper at AC One goalkeeping who's now going into starting his coaching career and who's now working with us on a, on a Wednesday night uh, and a Thursday night and a Monday actually um, and when he's first set off he wouldn't say boot to a goose he served the ball and everything. but now after three months you can hear him building up you know he's confident he's, he's talking when he's, he's he's coaching you know um, and and again that's just that that's yeah. experience and that's only over, over a real short, short term um, so you, you, you'd think if we hadn't stopped in March, by the end, by when we stop in the summer, it, it'd have been a long way experience. down. His, you know, yeah, much more developed. Yeah, and just because he's working with these kids, and, and again, that 
and yeah, and I know what you're saying about like me, for instance, I can fall back on saying, oh yeah, I did this on Tuesday night, I did this last Saturday, and, and it's brilliant. But if you're not a professional footballer, I think um, that, that experience is mm-hmm. vital as it, from a coaching yeah, point Andy, of view. And, and, yeah, come on to that, and I, I totally agree with that point of view, because yeah, I wasn't a goalie, I won't be a goalie, I've only been four foot three and a little hobbit, you know, that's never going to be in my makeup <laughs> before he said anything. <laughs> and also, going back to Jake, and Jake's brought some nice lingo into the, uh, the youthful lingo, what is it, fam? Say fam. Fam. Say fam, yeah. Still- yeah, down yeah, with the kids. But the um, yeah. but on the doing my outfield coaching is being quite eye opening because you're on about UA for B come across exactly the same. To on the um, level two, I've been taking a team in Chesterfield. I had a syllabus in place mm. for the whole season. Got it in place, knew what I was doing week after week after week, and the kids did. But they'd already had another UA for B yeah. guy come in once a month anyway, prior to me getting there. And they said, is it all right to still carry on? Well, I knew the guy, actually. I said, yeah, bring, bring him in. Yeah, let him do his, what's his name? And the difference was, he's coming in and delivering just that night session. No, there's no continuity. He did it, phone me up and just say, "What? where are yeah. we? What's the lads working on, um, et cetera? Oh, yeah, we've been, it's been defensive this month. They've been doing techniques of jockeying, you know, uh, on the left foot, the right foot, looking for triggers. You know, all the things that you want them to develop with. He just he just came in and put, okay, it was a good out-of-a-book session, but it had no relevance. It was high tempo, yeah. as they called it, the parents. Oh, we like, we like him coming because it's high tempo. The shouting was high tempo. Yeah. The, the, the gameplay, so the, all the parents yeah. hearing, right, now, now, in there, in there, next one, next one. But you've got four players there that I can name straight away that don't react to shouting. They don't react to it. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's yeah, been knowing. Yeah. So I think there's a difference between dropping in, being a drop-in session coach with your badges and then just going around to just generally deliver and building your own, yeah. having your own club philosophy and knowing your players, understanding the players, because every player's got a different need as well. So uh, you can impact on them. You can impact yeah, on them by yeah. knowing them. And I think that's where the hard work and effort comes as a coach prior yeah. to your session, you know, putting that plan together. And, get, and like you do, Adam, you know, you know, the stuff you send out, you know, there's continuity throughout throughout the month and into the following month and stuff like that. It's not just all oh, this week we'll yeah. do crosses. Well, have we actually done any handling before that? No. All right, let's see. You know what I mean? There's, there's got to be continuity to the yeah. whole the whole setup. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's a difficult one. It's something to debate uh, yeah. all the time. Those that are just collecting badges to co- collect cash or those that want to actually uh, you know, do something to make a difference. I suppose that's where I, uh, <clears throat> I see it from as well. Yeah, 100%, yeah. So just obviously on the... On the current climate with the coronavirus and the uh, obviously we're locked down, we can't we can't get out and coach at the moment. We're looking to do some one to one stuff possibly next month. How, how we, we you know we've we've all been doing the sort of AC one challenges and, and running etc. How, how have you guys sort of found the the running and uh, I don't know different finding finding different stuff to do basically to keep fit? Well, you need you need to kill me in the first two. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just as a, as a I've always been as a, as a goalkeeper or even before playing football I was always a sprinter so long distance running is it's never and especially yeah. my condition I have it's hard but 
it just proves if you put enough dedication and want it enough, you can do it. I can come, I could really struggle to do a mile and a half when it started. Now I'll do three and a half miles comfortably, and then in the morning I could probably do it again in the evening yeah. if I wanted to. My, my body's recovering well, everything, and because of this lockdown, it's given me the desire to play football again, and that's that's the only reason I want to play again because I know yeah. I can get fitter. I think I'll be a better goalkeeper now than I was yeah. 15 years ago because of the stuff I've learned from the coaching at the AC1 stuff. And I think the, I think the whole coronavirus impact on everyone should be used as a positive thing. So look, we've had nine, 12 weeks of doing nothing. Look what we've been missing. Let's make the most of the opportunities we get in life and let's really crack on and be the best possible version of yourself. No, that's fun. that's yeah, fantastic. That's fantastic words. And okay. very inspiring. I think you know, yep. we all need to listen to those words. That's, that's fantastic. I think as, as well, look at it, like my sister's, she caught COVID-19, she works on the front line, she's a nurse, she caught it, and you think how it, it really got close to the bone mm. when it's your sister, yeah. and you think, Christ, it, it's yeah, not, yeah. This, this virus doesn't pick on people, it just it just goes for anyone, there's no, there's no certain yeah. criteria to get coronavirus, it just goes for anyone, so you only get one life, live it, make the most of it. And she's obviously Absolutely. over in Lincolnshire, is your sister your cousin as well, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Look, I think all goalkeepers have always hated running, haven't yeah. they? I don't think there's there's one who can say they love it. But you know, like the more you do it, just the more comfortable you feel, and the better you feel after. Is it's it's outstanding. Yeah, really. you've even bought some new gear, Curtis. Haven't you? <laughs> oh yeah, mate. I've uh, all right. All the night gear's gone. So, so what what, what wow. we got like what we got like? So, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Oh, you don't look oh, like yeah, Lucy Christie, do you? You hit me up, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too young for him. Yeah, man. just yeah. So yeah, I mean, on, yeah, go on. On, the, on the running thing. Sorry, Andy. On the running thing, like, I, I I put a video out. You know, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I was saying from my own thing, I I hate running as well. I hate running. I hate pre-season uh, running wise uh, as a goalkeeper. And, it, and even this this season and, and last season, I've played 78 games on the bounce in League Two. Um, and I was fit enough to play those games. And I was fit enough to, to be a goalkeeper and, and play very consistently. But if, if somebody asked me to run eight of 5K, I'd probably manage 5K, but I'd be very, very slow at it. And 8K, I'd just be like, I don't think I can do it, to be quite honest. But now, like over the, since, since the start of lockdown, I've been running. And... Uh, and I can see the I can see the results, and I feel a lot better. I feel a lot stronger. I feel a lot fitter. And this is something I'm trying to get over to the goalkeepers as well, and the young goals. And and to be fair, to them, they're buying into it really, really well. As you've seen, like the 2.5k challenge and, and the, the continuing afterwards, which is fantastic. If if we can get you know if, if you can get that fitness base in, it's going to help you so much when we come back. Because if you have a, a layoff from March to, to August, I think you know like. It, a lot of people like now they want to sit in the Xbox or whatever. They'll, they'll they will get very very unfit. It'll hamper their their development and um, it'll also make them a lot more mm. susceptible to injuries as well. I think when they, when they come back, so we can get that sort of be- that that work into you. Yeah. 
you're not saying go out. You'd have to go out every day. You can just go out a couple of days a week. I think it'll it'll, it'll benefit you. I think the ben- I think the benefit um, to your mental health is the biggest thing. Like I've I've I'll openly yeah. admit I've struggled with mental health from my condition of that over the last 15, 20 years. But you feel you, you it's half yeah. past nine in the morning. You've done a three mile run. You're buzzing. You're ready to go. You feel good about yourself to get on for the rest of the day. And it is that opportunity, just especially That's at night, it's that opportunity to get away. Get away for thirty minutes, earphones in, listen to music, and just concentrating yourself for thirty minutes a day. And with having children locked up at home all the time, yeah. it's it's you need it. And I think for the same for goalkeepers, they're going to be doing all this homeschooling. What a great opportunity to go out for half an hour, run in the fresh air, and come back. Yeah, and I totally agree, mate. I mean, I think what you've, you've hit on there, you're just getting out there, a bit of fresh air. And, you know, we are back to you know some of the kids are a bit younger, so you look at some of the parents there that are probably home working as well. And that, and the time and effort they've yeah. been able to put to the kids to get the homeschooling done, get their own work done, cook what eighteen meals a day because that's all it seems like at the moment. I think every twenty minutes is what we're having yeah. to eat, and then still yeah. gain time to you know give the kids some fitness work because you can't you know thirteen fourteen year olds okay they can drop on a bike and nip off somewhere and that but some of the younger kids. Uh, uh, the goalkeepers and that can't do that. So all those that are doing it, you know, the support from the parents there just goes to show you know, what, what how they feel about their own children and they, they really yeah. want it to happen. So I mean, it's fantastic to uh, fantastic to see on there. I think I think as well the fact that it was yeah, done definitely. on a percentage of your time getting better, yeah. so you was only competing against yourself. Because for me, three k for me could be like yeah. a marathon to yeah, someone it was else. To me, mate, it's, oh. it's you're only trying yeah. to beat trying oh, to beat yourself. Horrible. And, I did come second, just to put it out there, out of the coaches. Oh, did you? Just come second, did you? Second. Yeah. There, was no, yeah. there, was no, there was no prize yeah. for coming second. Yeah, that, that's second. It. Still, that's a massive yeah. achievement for me, and it could be a massive yeah. achievement for, for the goalers. You think, like, some of the goalers who struggles get through. Yeah. When we did that, that session we had where it absolutely... Was it the last one before the Christmas break, where you you left a message saying the goalkeeper's going to be tired tonight? Yes. And some of them keepers struggled, really yeah, struggled yeah, yeah. that session. It was a hard session, but... It just showed them their yeah. fitness isn't quite there, but we'll see what we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and also, what was that other challenge we did before the <laughs> lockdown, Adam? What was it again? Before we did all the running, there was another one, wasn't there? Up at the ground, I can't remember what it was called now. Just remind me. Um, was that one who, the one who beat? Oh, was it that one? It was that one. Oh, oh sorry, no, I'm sure there we go. Else we're thinking about, but now you've you know, you brought the subject up. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Curtis? Just, I've just real. I'm just <laughs> yeah. 31 years old. Who's 31 years hey. older? Please, <laughs> I wasn't playing Get safe. Get out of it, man. I was throwing myself hey. out there, AP. Hey. Don't be It was just down to the quality of that first touch, pattern, right? You know? Never lose it. Sound like Curtis is a lover, not a fighter. Just just going on to obviously everything that's been happening with the AC1 challenges, which is uh, which is fantastic. What about um, well, so with Curtis, uh, is about nutrition. Is there something? That's changed for yourself. Um, I'll, I'll notice, you know, Adam's talking about ice baths uh, um, in one of his posts uh, earlier on in the week, and this, that, and the other. You know, yeah. is nutrition something? Because twenty years old, 
doing what you're doing is important to you or is it more a case of you know i'm still pretty young i'm still pretty fit i i just i just get on with what i need to do at the moment i, I don't know what is it you know is there any sort of focus on that from from where you are at the moment no i think i think i've i've never been like ever in my life been um a massive follower of, of how I, yeah. what I eat and how much yeah. I eat or whatever. I just kind of will go with the flow. Uh, I don't think that's really changed. I think I, it's always been like that. And I feel as long as I'm mm. putting that work in and doing the exercise and going on the runs, yeah. what have you, I, I, I can feel myself getting fitter. And I don't, I don't think, look, I, I don't whatever. eat yeah. the healthiest diet in the world at all. I, yeah. I eat biscuits or whatever you know crisps or and um well i think as long as you're putting yeah. the work in i think you're putting the work in i think it'll do you some good and um and you know you gotta make sure you're not overdoing it as well just temporarily to be yeah no yeah. Exactly. So, so what on so exactly so like, like i said so that what about you adam then obviously yeah, in the no. pro, pro game how how's nutrition dealt with in the pro game uh, for recovery, things like that. Because I know Ray, Wayne. Uh, I'm sorry, but Wayne Rooney, when they played Man U the other week, he was interviewed, and basically they're talking about ice baths and that. Any more or less, yeah. like pissed it off. He just said, oh, "I've never done anything like that." And to me, that was a little bit of a. I thought that was bad judgment from him. Uh, a little bit, you know. He's got millions and millions of followers, of young followers, and for just uh, and he knocked it back a little bit. And yeah. I thought. I don't know. I mean, the, the modern world is a, a world that's changed a lot uh, as well. So nutrition, looking after yourself, surely is something that's uh, on yeah. the top of a lot of people's mind as well. Yeah, I think I think you've got to, again, it's like I said, yeah. the caution, I think you've got to find what works for you. Um, and everybody's, everybody's different as a player and uh and, and obviously body makeup, et cetera. So some, some people, I've played with some people that are absolutely to, to the line, you know, they'll do everything as it's meant to be, if you like, you know, ice baths, mm. food, shakes, protein, um, or everything you can think of, you know, at times. And I, I'm, I'm a bit more like relaxed about it, you know, not to the point that I don't care. I, I do, if I, if I do need an ice bath, I'll yeah. have an ice bath. I don't need one after every game or every training session. But I'll I'll use them. Yeah, but do I need to go and do prehab uh, before I go out of train? Some days, yeah, because I'm some days it's, days I feel really stiff. Some days I feel absolutely brilliant. So I'll just go out warm properly and train. It, it's for me, it's it's what you need, and mm. you're in charge of your own body at the end of the day. Nobody else, and and especially as you get older as well, you know what your body needs. You know how to manage your body when you're playing games and uh, and, and training. So it, it's very much yeah. If if ice baths work for Wayne Rooney. They're brilliant. If they don't, they don't. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not a big thing for, for me. Um, and, yeah. and if you need a massage, go and get a massage. Whatever, yeah. whatever works for you, you do it. And, um, that, that's that's very much how, how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very individual, isn't it? It's, it's, it's all about your. Own it's body. like it's like what we're doing now, Andy, with the with the, the with Nottingham Physio and Paulina and the videos uh, and the Zoom sessions tonight and stuff like that. If, if you it's very much, I'm not going to say you have to do it. So it's not like I'm saying to every AC1 goalkeeper, you must do it. I want to see everybody on it on Zoom tonight or when we start back, you have to do all this. It's totally their option. If they, It's there for them. If they want to push themselves, if they want to get the benefits of doing it, then brilliant. It's there okay. for you. 
if they don't want to do it, then that's not a problem. I'm not going to start pointing at them. I really wasn't trying to uh, um, come from that angle neither. It was just a general insight because obviously you, you read stories, I think, like right. uh, Messi, uh, the whole Barcelona yeah, yeah. team, you know, they, they use turmeric as uh, your part of their inflammatories, uh, this, that, and the other. So there's obviously yeah. things that happen yeah, yeah. out there within football clubs, with well, athletes in general, you know what I mean? So that, especially when you get to the Olympics. Uh, I mean, they're shooting up absolutely everything, can't they? Let's be honest. But uh, but that's <laughs> that's a different story. But no, I, yeah, just a general interest. And I think it's just, uh, you know, what, what's been happening in the world at the moment with the with the virus and that. And there was some, uh, yeah, there were some bit, bits touched on, which I thought was yeah. quite, I actually heard it on a bit of a podcast just the other day. And then we were doing this. Mm-hmm. And there was something about the immune systems and stuff like that. And he was talking about, uh, you know, I think in America, you know, there's athletes that aren't getting it and the lay person yeah. is getting it and stuff like that. And they were saying, well, what's the athlete got and that, what are they doing differently? And they were saying it's all down to the immune system uh, as well. So, you know, and that just brought nutrition to my mind. I was thinking, well, yeah. that's interesting. So is what is out there that's helping? Absolutely. And that, just, uh, yeah. you know, just a boy, I looked it up and it said in New York, the people that went in with COVID-19 into the hospital yeah. were actually 86% deficient of vitamin D. They were deficient, and only 4% right. of them was efficient yeah. with it. So what they're saying is vitamin D is a massive immune booster, so is zinc, so is vitamin C. And they're saying there's possibly actually something very simple out there. So the pharmaceutical yeah. companies trying to manufacture something to make a lot of money out of. Not getting too political about it, but what they're saying is, is it back down to we relook at yeah. things a bit simpler in this lockdown? You're saying, is it you know a ten quid tub of uh, vitamin D, uh, some vitamin C, and some zinc is actually a very good immune buster, which will help you in general as well. So, uh, and that's what the athletes are. On. Well, maybe maybe all the. Maybe, maybe all them, them hundreds of people are well, on the beach they're... of a day. Yeah, well, that's it. Get... Scarborough. Well, they, they're, they're all, all over the place. So it was South End, yeah. wasn't it? It was South End. That was, <laughs> yeah, that that was yeah. unbelievable. So, 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 so while the press was chasing Dominic Cummins up the up the motorway, they forgot to say to Boris, <laughs> "Can you just find everybody a thousand pounds on that beach?" Because that would have brought a bit of income, wouldn't it? And so. Uh, it was just touching <laughs> on the uh, nutrition <laughs> side and how that cropped up with the uh, with the, the immune system but anyway yeah. <laughs> well, well I think I think guys I think from from, mm. from my point of view uh, hopefully yours AP for our first podcast today I think I think that's been great uh, good bit of banter in there good bit of information and um I think that's, that's fantastic. That's really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the edited version. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was great. No, and it was yeah. great to know Andy and Curtis a so, bit more. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's very brief on a straight training. Aren't we? We're in there. We're focusing on the yeah. uh, on the players and that who want the best for them. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so we, we very rarely get to catch up like this. So it's uh, yeah. it's great. It's great. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Curtis. Cheers, Uh, guys. Stay safe, guys. Cheers. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Thank you.